0: Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Happy Boxing Day! Hope you all had a great Christmas, holiday, wherever you were in this world. Hope you were with friends and family and having a great time. I know I was. I was having a ball. Uh, Other than the times I checked my phone or looked online and saw Fire Joe Barry literally everywhere I went. I think there was something in the... uh, Depeche Mode Forum, I was on, t- someone talking about fire Joe Barry. All right, maybe that might be a stretch, but it, that's what it felt like. I understand everyone wants Joe Barry gone, and I'm pretty sure Joe Barry will be gone at the end of the year. But after Matt LaFleur decided not to fire Joe Barry after the Tampa Bay debacle, you got to come to grips with it, people. Just resign yourself to the fact that Joe Barry is a defensive coordinator for the rest of the season, however long that might be. It could end after the Bears game, could end in a playoff, game victory loss what have you we all know that joe barry isn't going anywhere for the rest of this season so can we just ease off on the fire joe barry like some green and gold zombie 24 hours a day on every single packers internet entity that's all i'm asking i just want people to like talk about millions of other things of which there are plenty of things on offer that you could talk talk about the great day Bo Melton had, or or maybe hey, welcome back Jair Alexander. He had a bit of an up and down performance. Hopefully, things get better in your week two return in Minnesota against your old foe Justin Jefferson. Uh, perhaps it's Rich Pasatia. What's going on with the special teams? Not too special as of late. Like there are a million things you could talk about other than hashtag fire Joe Barry I mean it's reached Dom Capers levels without the multiple years that Dom Capers had to annoy us I mean I understand most people understood that this was a make or break year for Joe Barry obviously break is the answer he certainly didn't make so let's get to the end of the season and if Matt LaFleur heads into 2024 with Joe Barry as his defensive coordinator by all means get your pitchforks out get insane, sign petitions, fly a plane with a thing behind it saying fire Joe Barry every single day at training camp. Like, I'm all in on every tactic necessary. But until then, can we just watch these last two games? I mean, it's just between you and me. Because I know I get upset during watch parties while I'm watching the actual football take place. But sitting here from Monday to Saturday, like some Armageddon fire, Joe Barry, fire, Joe Barry, fire, Joe Barry. It's just, it's, it's too much. It, it, there's a million other things we could discuss, analyze, take apart, talk about, exalt. I'm just, you know, the fire, Joe Barry thing enough. And I know this is going to fall on completely deaf ears and everyone will double down on their efforts now. And I, Completely understand that's how the internet works, but I just had to get that off my chest because I'm legit like every single moment I'm looking at the internet, all I'm seeing is fire Joe Barry when literally nothing is happening. That's all. That's my piece. Hope you're all doing well. Good to see everybody in the uh, comment section. Pack Daddy starting us off. What's up, man? Best Sunday stat, 33-30 win and give up 30 if you know what I mean. And give up 30. Meaning, I see what you're saying here, Pack Daddy. They gave up 30 points and won the game, which means, yes, kudos for another win, possible playoff berth, and more fuel to the fire, too. Prod, Mountain Florida Fire Joe Barry. I get you. Joe, what's going on, man? How bad is this defense? Jordan Love has 13 touchdown passes and one interception in the last six games, and Packers are an underdog to a team on their fourth starting quarterback side. Well, I mean, some of that. I mean, you you say the last six games. I think that pretty clearly and conveniently leaves out the game the last time he faced this team, which did not go well. Uh, Jordan Love has been playing lights-out football since that game, but this is going to be a tough test for Jordan and company. Uh, Andy and I talked about this on Let's Talk Football. Um, this is going to be one of the toughest environments He's played in this season as far as just the noise, prime time, pressure, etc. And then pressure, legit football pressure from the Minnesota Vikings defense. You know, no one sends more pressure than this team. And they send it in lots of different ways, in lots of different situations and scenarios. Um, And who knows who Jordan's going to have available as far as guys on the perimeter and his skill position players. So it's a big, big test for the young man. No question. Jeff. Thanks to the super chat, man. Happy 30th anniversary of the Lambo Leap. I cannot recommend enough the video that Packers Digital put together with Leroy Butler, somewhat narrating his uh, invention of the Lambo Leap, literally on Lambo Field as he tells the story. Uh, it's pretty damn cool. And as they point out, that opened the window for 30 years of winning, essentially, in Green Bay. It's an awesome video. Very well done. Highly recommended. Shout out to Leroy Butler. You're the fucking man. Tyler, what's up? With Musgrave almost ready, how would you like Green Bay to use him and Kraft? Both got to play at this point. Absolutely. Um, As Andy pointed out in Let's Talk Football, saw a lot of two tight end sets early on in the game in Carolina. Got to think that's probably a precursor, preamble to some of the stuff we're going to see when Musgrave and Kraft are on the field together. I still think you're going to see Musgrave utilized you know split out in the slot down the seam vertically and i think you'll you'll keep seeing craft used in line then some some of that leak stuff where he initially blocks and then leaks out into the flat um you got to mix it up a bit just because you know want coordinators to be able to dial in on what you're doing tendency wise but i, I think those roles are going to be pretty well defined it's just a question of mixing and matching and trying to not fall into predictable patterns with how, how and when you're using them. But man, look, it, it could be the Jackson Chimura of its day. That's the ceiling. Now it feels lofty, but that's how good they could be. The height, the ceiling is there. I don't know if they reach it, but th- that's what you're talking about. If you start getting these guys cooking on the field at the same time, John Simotovich, what's up? Thanks so much, man. I'm choosing to just be happy about the offense. Oh, see, Well, there's a healthy attitude. I like it. I like the cut of your jib, John. Stanley Williams, what's going on? Patrick Graham would be a good choice for defensive coordinator. Yeah, he's bounced around a bit. I don't mind him. I think that's a a great guy to bring in for an interview. I mean, is he the guy? I have no idea, but certainly a welcome respite from Joe Barry. Stanley again, what's up, man? Tom Clements is magician making love look so good. I mean, he's had a hand in it. There's no doubt about it, but the, the credit always goes to the player as far as the work that Jordan has put in and the way Jordan has progressed throughout this season. Yes, Tom is coaching him up. No question about it. He has had a hand in it. But, man, Jordan's the one out there, down after down, making the reads, making the throws, setting the protections, calling the audibles, doing whatever, you know? It's it's a real testament to the work Jordan is doing. And Tom certainly has a hand in it. No no question about that. Um, I... Autumn G, thanks for the super sticker. Appreciate it. Lambo Leo, what's going on? Love put up 33 without his top two wide receivers and top tight end. Yeah, and lost one of those, another receiver at halftime in Dontavian Wicks. I mean, it, it ain't no joke. Now, don't get it twisted. A part of this, a big, you know, significant part of this is Aaron Jones returning to a full-time role in the offense. Now, we can sit here and quibble about his usage and when he's used and how they use him, etc. But it was, you know, the full-time Aaron Jones. And lo and behold, they crack 30 the moment that happens. That's not a coincidence, you know. Uh, he certainly played a large role in that part of the scoreboard. Abdul, what's going on, man? Hey, Aaron, is there anything else you need to see from 10 the last two games? Or have you seen all you needed to see? I mean, I'm on record saying, like, like extend him. Like, I, you can win a championship with Jordan Love. That's what I think, uh, but I would love to see how he handles this Vikings game and the pressure they'll send in the environment and how loud and how hard it is to communicate there. I mean, it's been a house of horrors for the last two great Packers quarterbacks. You know, whether that was Rodgers at uh, US Bank, where Jordan will be playing, obviously, or Favre in the Metrodome, and it it that was uh, always been a insanely tough place to play not just you know for teams in general but specifically for the packers the the energy i can't explain it like the numbers the number of times i've been in the building for packers games at both of those stadiums the the buzz is almost indescribable as far as i mean the vikings fans they hate us they hate the packers and with good reason they should that's what a rivalry is right man it is it's i've talked about it before like on third downs when they start Really getting nuts and yeah, somewhat not as much as they used to, but still a little bit of noise being pumped in. It is insane, like it hurts. It's so loud. I mean, that opening night, opening afternoon, whatever it was, the opening day, uh, where Packers played the Vikings in that building, that press box is open air, so you're like basically in the crowd. You know, you're separated a little bit. Got your desks, whatever. But like you're hearing everything, not like most places where there's glass or whatever. And it was so loud. I was getting a headache. It was so hard just to concentrate on what I was trying to do, like writing wise. I can't imagine being at the line of scrimmage, trying to like read the defense, get the signals and all in a helmet, by the way. So the sounds like reverberating and shit like. No, no, thanks. Like, it's just a very difficult place to operate on offense if you're the visiting team. Godsmack, what's up? Am I the only one who is more pissed off at Lafleur than Barry? He's the one who sticks with Barry, and honestly, Lafleur's track record of hiring coordinators has been atrocious. Can Brian hire coaches? No, Brian cannot hire coaches, though I have to think he will be in a conversation or two this offseason if and when the move is made to bring in someone else to run the defense. I suspect he will be consulted um, but no that's Matt's call 100% Matt's call and are you am I the only one who is more pissed off at LaFleur than Barry no God's Mac. I've heard from a lot of people who are exactly where you are I'm not mad at Matt for sticking with Barry right now like after that Tampa game that's what I expected actually I'm mad at Matt for bringing him back but I understood his reasoning for doing it for wanting continuity we've talked about it a lot here I get it intellectually i hated it because i didn't think barry was very good it's turned out most of us were right we've been saying this for a while but i understand the sticking with him now you know with two games left what have you like it's his prerogative and that's the other thing it's like it's really easy for us on the internet to say fire joe barry and to type in fire joe barry into whatever chat or comment section on social media we might be on at that moment you know it's really easy to do that but Matt has worked his ass off his entire life to be in the position he's in to run the program the way he wants to run it. It's his deal. So that's the decision he's made. Now, does that mean he's going to end up swinging for it? Yeah, maybe, especially if he brings back Joe next season. But right now, like he's the head coach and that's his call. And that's the call he gets to make. Not me, not you, not Rogers 12 rules for, forever, four spelled with a number four on Twitter. You know, Matt LaFleur gets to make that call. There's nothing we can do to change that, sway it. So I'm a Packers fan. I'm going to root for the Packers. Right now, the Packers head coach has Joe Barry as his defensive coordinator. That's where I'm at with it. But yeah, man, get mad at LaFleur if it helps you feel better. I'm never going to tell you to fan a certain way. or tell you that it's wrong. That's how you fan. I get it, man. I totally get it. Mario, what's up? Vikings will be very tough game to win. Hope we pull it off. Hopefully, Jordan gets Watson back to help him out. Go, pack, go. Yeah, getting Watson back would be a monster boost. There's zero question about it. I mean, you just have to look at those games against the Lions and the Chiefs and then the games against the Giants and the Bucks to see what a difference Watson makes. No doubt about it. Ryan, how are you, man? Matt Lafleur probably won't fire Barry, but I agree with Perry from Pax. What she said that some of the players have quit on the defense. Yeah, that's always dangerous to kind of prescribe, right? I I get the perception there. I don't know how true that is. Only those guys can answer it. Only the guys in the locker room know. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I, it's like the body language police all over again. You know. I guess if I saw more evidence of like a lack of effort on defense, I just think they're they're overmatched when it comes to being asked to do things they're just not very good at or they haven't emphasized like they did in Carolina where, oh, look, we're going to call more pressure. Well, this is by the numbers. They called more pressure and played more man than they have all year long. And they weren't very good at any of it. You know, they just haven't been taught very well. That's what I think more than anything else. Abdul, what's going on, man? What did you think of 23 going out to be the captain? I know it might be just much ado about nothing, but there's an aura around him that's off now. Yeah, I know. I saw, I heard Rob talking about it on the radio this morning and I saw, I think Spoon wrote about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it's different, right? And he, he, Ab, absolutely 1000% said okay yes we're going to start on defense which by the letter of the law would have allowed carolina to say oh yeah then we'll take the you know we'll take the kick whatever um in the second half but everyone loves to kind of how do i say this diplomatically everyone loves pointing out when something's quote off on Jair when things aren't going well or his play is up and down or he's maybe given up a play or two it's all oh very concerning but then when he's Jair just by nature because that's who he is and things are going well and he's playing well and the team is doing well well then he's just eccentric and fun like it's just Jair whether things are going well or they're going poorly he's not changing now, we can glom onto these things and say, oh, that's very odd, or that's very different. Yeah, that's Jair. It's how he's always been. It's not like this is new territory for Jair Alexander as a human being. That's how he operates. So, I mean, I don't know. Sure, can, can we sit here and say, oh, there's trouble brewing behind the scenes with Jair Alexander? I have a real hard time leaping to that. Just because, like I said, it's how he's always been. I don't know. Well, maybe I don't, maybe I'm naive, which is entirely possible, but yeah, I just don't see much difference in behavior from Jair Alexander. Like the results on the field are a bit different and yeah, it was weird to have him practice for six weeks and not play, although he was limited every single one of those practices. You know, I just, yeah, I don't know. Like he's always been a different cat. Win or lose. I got no problem with that um john what's up but dream defense coordinator would be wink or Eberflus. yeah both would be interesting i think yeah somebody who's multiple that's mostly what i want someone's going to be able to craft a game plan week to week and who has guys prepared that's more than anything what i want to see and an ability perhaps in a game where okay here's what we practiced from monday through saturday the opponent While looking, you know, oh, look, this is something unexpected from the defense. And then they make an adjustment. Having someone with an ability to also adjust in game. Oh, baby. That would be something. That would be incredible. Ed, what's going on? As much as the Bears suck, they are improving. Winning these last two would be really sweet. Yeah, that Bears defense is no joke. There is zero doubt about that. That sweat trade has really... Really, kind of put things in focus in Chicago on the defensive side of the ball. Now, who knows if Avery Fluss is gone, things you're back to square one there, uh, scheme wise, right? And who knows who they bring in. Uh, but yeah, the, the way they're playing right now, it, that's legit. You talk about a really tough kind of final two weeks for Jordan Love, he's going to get it against this Vikings and the Bears defense, no doubt about it. Team McCrath how are you, man you are what you emphasize what are you emphasizing really wish we could get you asking these kind of questions to the coaches every week go Paco. thanks man i i think i said this when i was talking to andy or maybe i was talking to um camille earlier on carry the g and mke i appreciate that i will say i know matt's been asked that type of question before and the one time i do remember it was i think it was last summer um Pete, and maybe it's just Pete, maybe Pete gets under Matt's skin, but Pete did ask something specifically about like getting what you emphasize and maybe you're not emphasizing this enough or do you think you should be emphasizing something more? And Matt really bristled at it. And I kind of understand it from the coach's standpoint of like, look, there's only 24 hours in a day. I've divvied up all these tasks and people have to communicate and they got to do what I tell them, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, it's the reason that's an old coaching adage that has stood the test of time, because it's true. The underlying truth is that you do only have so much time in a day and you only get to emphasize so much with your team. So what are you emphasizing? I think it's an important question that, you know, sometimes gets asked, but rarely gets drilled into, drilled down into. Because look, this offense is lights out. There's zero doubt about it. I mean, in the last since well, last six, plus, you know, so games, this team is absolutely ascending. There's zero question about it. But the defense and the special teams have fallen off the cliff. What do, what do you think is probably being emphasized when it comes to practice time? I'm just asking questions. Lambo Leo, what's going on, man? I think it's as much about the staleness of Joe Barry. Yeah, I think there's something to that. I, I totally get that. I mean, stale message, especially when you're getting poor results. Yeah, that's... Uh... But remember how all those uh, training camp reports were all about all the energy, all the infectious energy? Yeah, that's all gone. All that infectious energy done, found an antidote or something. Uh, Joe, what's going on? Last two Packers seasons ended in games with Packers' defense playing better than the offense. Barry has to go now, but I get why it didn't happen before. There's some truth to that. Um, certainly two years ago, right? That playoff game against the Niners. I mean, at that point, you thought, okay, we are we are hitting our stride under Joe. And here we go. We got Jair back. Uh, you know, Z was back in the mix. You saw a way of working, completely dominated the Niners up front. Amazing performance obviously wasted by the offense and special teams. But you thought, okay, here we go. So yes, you understood that's the hopeful trajectory, right? But then you come out week one the next season and it all falls apart and it takes you basically three-fourths of the year to figure out what the fuck you're doing on defense. And then you kind of, you know, I'm not going to say luck into it because there's lots of work involved, but, you know, some circumstances around you face Baker Mayfield, who literally signed, what, that Wednesday or whatever. You you concuss Tua, and they are keeping him in the game for whatever reason so he can throw a couple picks. You know, like, there's circumstances around their, quote, success at the end of last year. But it did seem to save Barry's job, that along with the desire for continuity from Lafleur. But, yeah, I don't – I know, and I've seen a lot of people talking about, like, oh, well, they they don't want the Packers to win because that means – Barry will keep his job like or if they're successful against the Vikings offense and the Bears offense like that could somehow sway Matt to keep him man I just don't see that happening I think if you read between the lines enough and I know people think all Matt does is defend Joe but I think if you're an astute observer of post game pressers answering of questions from Packers Digital and the like I think if you read between the lines, you can tell that there's a little smoke there when it comes to Matt being frustrated with Joe Barry. you know I don't think I'm I don't think I'm going off the deep end here uh, and i'm i'm I feel pretty confident that at the end of the season, regardless of how it finishes, uh, Matt's gonna move on. That's just guesswork on my part, but we shall see Jeff W. what's up? Do you think Jones and Dylan will both be back next year? Oof a crystal ball question. Hold on a second. No. But I don't know which one will be gone. How's that for a tease? Mimsy, what's going on? Rick B. hasn't earned his new office. Dump both. Rick B.? You mean Rich Bisaccia? Is that who you mean? Hasn't earned his new office? Dump both. I think they're, they're going to look, look much more long-term when it comes to Rich Bisaccio. And I understand the special teams has been underwhelming, but I think their contention would be there's a lot of uh context around that that has um, not as much to do with um Versace's coaching as uh, it does on the defensive side with Joe Barry. I could be wrong, but that's my that's my hunch. That's that's where I'm that's where I'm falling on that one. All these folks here. So good to see everybody. How are y'all doing? Man, you guys are just chatting it up. Holy cow. Uh, say what you want. LaFleur has never thrown anyone under the bus. I respect that. Uh, Brandy, it's funny you should say that because the new narrative I've seen now online is because when Matt points out that, um, you know, the players don't execute, that means he's throwing the players under the bus, which is kind of always funny to me because like all you have to do is look at the tape to see if that's true or not. And more often than not, it's true. But yes, I appreciate that about Matt as well. It's frustrating in the moment, and it's certainly frustrating after a game or games like we've seen over the last couple of weeks from the defense. People want fire and brimstone. They want Danny Green saying they are who we thought they were. And That is just such an outlier. More often than not, 99% of the time, you are going to get boring-ass sound bites. And milk toast responses and you're not going to get again more often than not you're not going to get people gonna kind of put in the crosshairs especially by the head coach he will do what he needs to do behind closed doors not out in the public with the media it's like Mike used to say boring by design that's the whole plan at the podium filibuster as much as you can get a, get through as many questions as or as few questions as you can, and get out of there. That's what. That's how that works. <laughs> if Love had his stats for the Bears instead, they would be glorifying him as the second coming. Driving Crooner, you are 1,000% correct. <laughs> no question about it. All right, everybody, I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Corey and I will be back tomorrow afternoon with another edition of Packer Transplants Live. Don't miss that. Uh, as I said earlier in the stream, Let's Talk Football with Andy Herman just dropped about a half hour before I went live. So if you haven't caught it yet, make sure you do so and carry the G MKE with Camille Davis. Camille and I got to chop it up this morning. A good long Packers talk available for you here on the Cheesehead TV YouTube channel. Make sure you check that out. Um, and then, hey, Patreon members, carry the G club members. We have our happy hour tonight in about a half an hour. So hopefully I'll see you there for the rest of you. Please do hit like on the video, subscribe to this channel, and then tell your friends, tell your family. Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go pack. Go.